Welcome to the Rock of Bay County, Florida, where our vision is to be a multi-generational gathering, moving as one body to bring the glory of Yahweh to this beautiful county and to all the earth. We hope you are encouraged and blessed as you listen to this message. All of you that are here, we just welcome you and thank you for being here. I'll be honest with you, this today, because of the weight of this day and everything that's going on, there's sometimes it's like... uh, I kind of wrestled even with the idea of coming together today because first off, I'm still a little exhausted and fatigued from <laughs> Christmas at the Gerlez house of the lions. But, uh, but I felt that there was such a weight and significance of coming together. And even whenever I wrestled with it and I kind of went back and forth on, you know, maybe we should just let people be with their families. I, you know, this, this is, even though we even though we do have our families, right? This is, this is our family. This is family. These are my mother. These are my brothers. Like this is, this is what it, it means. We follow uh, Holy Spirit together. We've been brought together as a tribe. And I, and I think there's significance in coming together, but I did wrestle with, well, what do I even say? You know, I could continue on this whole believe thing, which I really believe is powerful, I just spoke about, I hope it's been impacting your life like it has mine to not just say believe. I mean, I see believe everywhere, especially in this season, obviously, because believe in Santa and all that kind of stuff, but to, to Amon, to come into agreement, to come into covenant that says that even if he doesn't show up, it doesn't matter. I'm so joined to him. I'm so locked in with him and his gaze. I've made a commitment. I've uh, formed a covenant that it doesn't allow me to be shaken. That I think we could probably speak in that for months. It was what he said when people came up to him and said, what, you know, how do we do these works? What are these works? How do we make this take place in our own lives? And he said, this is the work of the Father is that you believe in me. He said that you've believed in the Father. Now I want you to also believe in me. And I have been in such a place of that, of I, I can believe in the Father. I, I believe in Yahweh. I believe in Abba. I love the revela- revelation of Abba. The thing about Yeshua and his nature is coming alive to a degree that I'm, I'm, I'm wanting to believe in the miracle working power and nature of a Redeemer whose name is Yeshua, Jesus. And that thing to me is stirring me so much to come again to, to stop this mentality of he's on a shelf or he's just seated at the right hand of the Father because it's actually Christ in us that is the hope of glory. And I, and I feel him coming alive in a day like this. Not that he wasn't always, I guess the better way to say it is that I'm starting to be more aware of his presence in my life. He's waking me up to who he is and his person. And so I thought maybe I'd continue down that path. But Holy Spirit's put something else on my heart that I believe is very specific. And if you let it be, it could be controversial. It's never my intention, obviously, but in this house, I, I believe that what I've, I feel like he's put on my heart this morning could be uh, contrary to maybe what you have always believed and feel, but I can tell you this. One time I had somebody, and I don't remember who it was, maybe I do, but I'm gonna tell you I don't remember who it was. Say to me, I don't want my messages or messages spoken to me in this manner or I don't want my song sung in this manner and I want to remind you that my job these guys job is not to reinforce belief or reinforce biases that you have it's actually metanoia Catherine Grindstaff brought that to us a long time ago under the pole barn for the first time to change the way that we think And my job is just to come and say, I don't want you, what I'm going to always be dogmatic about and make sure that I'm always faithful over and protect is the fact that I do not want well-worn paths worn into this road that we're on, that we come in and we preach the same message and we say the same things we've always said because you know what? That dishonors the words that were spoken before. If you want to know what it looks like, go read the plaque outside in front of the kids' playground that says it's about us standing on the shoulders of the ones that came before us going further and higher than they could ever imagine and sometimes it might look contrary but it's not the house that we're building is on a foundation 
Eva and I, when we, we recently built our house, we were so thrilled when the foundation, you remember I even set it up here. We were, y'all shouted with us because finally our foundation had been poured. And we were, we were so excited about that foundation. We were so thankful. We worshiped Yahweh on that foundation. We were so excited about it. And then came the time that something else started to be built. There was, uh, there was the framing. And you know how those things pop up so fast. But after each step and each phase, and, and it, it just started to become more and more or less and less apparent that there was the foundation there. I couldn't necessarily see it. In fact, in this day, when you sit down on the couches and there's this beautiful house, it's, you know, we were talking about it. You could probably, if no one had been there, convince them that there wasn't necessarily a foundation that's there. But it was the impetus to where we are. It doesn't look the same, but it is, it's a progression. And so I just believe that my job, my goal is to constantly just turn us one tick if, if, it, if it shakes you up just a little bit, rejoice in it. If it just, if it takes you out of the grooves you've always been in, rejoice in it. Let's, you know, we, we get so dogmatic and, and, and create laws out of our revelation. The thing about revelation is that revelation should reveal the Christ. It should make you more intimate with the one, not create a doctrine that you have to force others into. There's a revelation that comes and we should be more tender to him. If you're not being, if that revelation you have is you're so firm and founded in it that it just is like a polished form of hate, a polished form of disagreement, that's not what we're supposed to do, right? And so I I guess what I'm doing is I'm, I'm, qualifying what I need to say and there doesn't need qualification but I love you so I'm going to qualify it was said that Holy Spirit it said that the kingdom is not based on a road map I can't remember at this time who I heard say this but it's so true the kingdom of God is not a there's no road map for it. Meaning a, a map would indicate that others have been there and you can follow this path to get you to an end goal. The kingdom of God is more like a compass, which is Holy Spirit that gives you a true north and he says, dare to believe and trust me that I'm guiding you into the path of righteousness. That I, There's not really anything I can point to in the past to say you have to follow this in order to get to the ultimate goal. You have to follow Holy Spirit and believe he's speaking today and believe he's moving today in a way he never has before. If you ever want to step into days of eye has not seen, you, you think of eye has not seen nor ear heard nor entered into the heart of man the things that I have prepared for him like but we want to demand that we understand based on the past things that were spoken or past things that we've done. We have to understand it in order to step forward and trust it. Now, I love what you said, Jeffrey, about the living life on the edge. This is how we think the kingdom is supposed to be. We're, we live right there on the edge. I mean, we're just, you know, really impactful because we're pushing things. But really how it's supposed to be is a little push off and falling into a complete trust of the Father. Like, this doesn't make sense. This isn't logical, but the kingdom isn't logical. And that's where we get so messed up. Your revelation should not be logical. That's knowledge, that's insight. Revelation should challenge your original thinking. And so, once again, I'm, I'm qualifying, and I'm going to shut up with the qualifying. Excuse me. I'm going to be quiet with the qualifying and step into something else. But I, I do want to say one more time. We're meant to walk in unity, and we might not always agree, but if unity and agreement were the same thing, 97% of us in this room would be single, because there's so many times that Eva and I disagree on things, but we're one, and this house is one, and just because we don't agree on the same points, this is not doctrine, this is revelation. 
This freed people, free people. And I feel like this has brought freedom in my life and has changed the way that I think. So I give this freely to you. It gives you opportunity to step into it in truth and freedom, or you can stay where you want to stay. And that's fine too. So I just want to go ahead and qualify that. And we're going to step into this. Dun, dun, dun. Open your Bibles to uh, John 14. Which version? In this house, you have to ask that. I'm in New King James this morning. Jeffrey, uh, how do you say your last name, man? Boué. I always call him Boyet. Just feels better. But Boué, that's this guy rocking the hat this morning. Um, he, uh, a while back, I had to go back and look at the text that he sent me, but he sent me this video and it was of uh, Brandon Lake that he actually wrote that song, Gratitude. I believe he wrote it. He at least sings it. Uh, and, um, and it was a song called, I think the title is Come Alive. But we sang it last week and the, the video he sent me was this YouTube video of Brandon Lake his wife and his two boys that are about the same age difference as Frank and Leo, and they are about the same personality as Frank and Leo. His oldest is sitting there very proper and kind of every once in a while messing with his brother. His other brother is just like wild, falling all over the place, rolling on the ground. They're trying to get through the video. In fact, at the end of the video, they all are like, yes, we did it, you know, and they had to fight through all this stuff. But, uh, but Jeffrey sent me this video and I remember being in my office and, and listening to this song. I think I had heard this song. It's, is, it, is it House of Miracles? Is that the name of it? Okay. House of Miracles. Um, and I don't know if you guys, magicians back there, can put up the lyrics to House of Miracles. But if you work on that, I think it would be good. If not, I can just read it. I don't know what the capabilities of this place are. I'm just exploring new territory right here. I see them freaking out a little bit. We spent enough money, it should be able to do it. There we go. Looky there. This is a house of worship. This is a house, uh, a place of praise where every demon trembles, where we proclaim your name. Next. This is a house of healing. Our hearts are full of faith. You have our full attention. You have the final say. That line, you have, man, come on now. You have our full attention. That line right there is something that I think I told you has been my set the Lord before me. Every single time I've gotten anxious or there's anything contrary to the kingdom, I always pull myself back to say, you have my full attention. You have my full attention. What I pray before I come up here is, is that let this be about you and not me. And if there's anything within me that is trying to push something or, you know, uh, say just what I believe and it's not of you, take that from me, shut my mouth. If it's just worship, let's do that. But you have our full attention. This is about you and not me. And this comes in this song. You have our full attention. You have the final say. Next one. Come alive in the name of Jesus. Come alive in the name of Jesus. This is a house of miracles. As I say that, I can already feel it in multiple ways. We bring everything to the feet of... We bring everything to the feet of... Everything in the name of... This is a house of miracles. Next. There's resurrection power. Your blood runs through our veins. Your kingdom triumphs over even the coldest grave. Next. I guess we go back to the chorus. Oh, this is cool. I still believe you're moving. I still believe you're speaking. God, I believe you're working all things for good. I fix my eyes on heaven. God, I receive your vision. God, I believe you're working all things for good. Go back to that come alive chorus. Come alive in the name of Jesus. Come alive in the name of Jesus. This is a house of miracles. We bring everything to the feet of Jesus. Everything in the name of Jesus. This is a house of miracles. Does anybody have any idea what I might speak about this morning? Jonathan. (laughs) The house. Uh, 
Jonathan always texts me. Um, he's done this before he even moved here. He would be texting me, what are you speaking on tomorrow? And I would just simply reply, Jesus, as kind of a joke. And he'd always send me something like, oh my gosh. Last night he texted me and said, what, what, what's the word? I said, Jesus. He said, oh my gosh. I said, you'd be surprised. <laughs> it finally is true. John 14. One. <clears throat> Out of the New King James Version. Shiloh. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions or speaking places. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And where I go now, where I go, you, you know, and the way you know. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going, and how can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. And from now on, you know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and it is sufficient for us. Jesus said to him, have I been with you so long, and yet you have not known me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the Father. So how can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does the works. Believe in me, believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the sake of the works themselves. Most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do, because I go to my Father. And whatever you ask in my, when I pause, that means you say, okay? And, and whatever you ask in my, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my, I will do it. Well, crud. We better know the name. We better know that his name is not Jesus, it's actually Yahshua or Yeshua. If we don't know the name, we don't know what to ask for. He says so many times he's the name above all names and we, we, we know that we're to prophesy and declare in his name. It's all about the name. And when Jeffrey sent me that song, I, I sat there in my office and before I would go, I felt so compelled to look at this song or to listen to this song. And before I ever came out here, every single Sunday morning, I would listen to this song and something would come alive in me. And it was watching the love of the father in Brandon Lake, looking at his sons and laughing. Jeffrey said to me, this reminds me of Sundays at the Rock. This reminds me of Sundays at the Rock and watching your boys. And just to say, like one, like, one of the reasons I think it's so great to come together instead of spreading apart. Listen, I, again, I'm not trying to, I'm no medical doctor or whatever, but I can tell you that I do have eyes and ears and a mind. And I know that he hasn't given me a spirit of fear but of power and a sound mind. And I don't believe that there are people that are losing their lives all over this world to be able to come together and worship, that we should be scared to come together and worship. And if that doesn't suit you, if that doesn't feel right to you, if that feels political, then that's political. That's fine. I'm not political. I'm kingdom. And I believe that we've been brought together for a purpose. And until I physically can't get up here in this building, I'm going to be here. Not out of dishonor. And honestly, men that I follow would disagree with me and that's okay because we're still unified right but my word and what I believe we're supposed to be is together a demonstration and I'm not going to let anything shake that up it's not my 
goal or heart to put us in harm's way. It's my goal and heart to put us in the presence of the Lord and to be in an atmosphere when we can receive that together as a tribe. Those have been brought together. And so there's such a difference when you're over there and over there and over there than when you come together. I can feel his presence on you. I can feel the Christ in you. We're not designed to be alone. We're designed to be in families. We're designed to lay hands on each other. Thank God Yeshua wasn't scared of any virus or any disease. I I know this isn't logical, right? I know that's not logical. And I'm not, I don't, like, honestly, you have your own opinion about whatever. I don't care about the Donald Trump, Trump, Joe Biden thing. I'm not sitting up here and saying I'm Republican or Democrat. I'm saying no. I'm saying that I choose to be up here. Doesn't mean that it doesn't matter what happens, but no matter what happens, right? It matters what happens, but no matter what happens, He's still seated on the throne. And the only way things are going to change if we truly believe is through us. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be lifted up, you everlasting doors, for the King of glory wants to come in. And you got your head down because Donald Trump isn't in the White House right now. Or he is, but it doesn't look like he's going to be. Sorry if that's... Not right. Maybe the latest news is he's going to be, whatever, rejoice in that. But I rejoice in the King Yeshua today. And he is seated on the throne. And I'm not, as a kingdom son and daughter, I, I I know that I don't have the grace for the political world. I, that's, not, that's not my grace. There, there's people that have grace. For me, my grace is one thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek. And I believe that we are to come together. If you don't believe that, we live stream and it's awesome and we still, it's no judgment. There's a lot of people that are live streaming and that's fine. A lot of people that have health issues and I think you should keep yourself protected in any situation, flu season, whatever it might be, wear your mask, whatever, it, whatever you feel like. And if, like I keep saying, if people are wearing their mask, give them space. I, it's so funny to me when people come in with masks, they're like, oh, hey, how are you? I'm like, they're probably saying, Let's give me a little bit of space. But this environment here, I, I want us to come together. And if you are comfortable with that, let's come together. Is that okay or does that ruffle too many feathers? I've got too many more feathers to ruffle. I can't, can't get caught up on that. But, but it, it stands true. What's important to you? What's important to you? The comfort to just know like I'm, I'm safe. At least I'm safe. Like I'm safe in his arms. I'm safe here. I'm safe with you. Where was I? My goodness. What? Oh, I was talking about listening to Brandon Lake in my office. That just came to me. (laughs) We're one, so I can take credit. Um, So I'm listening to this song, and it it keeps, something is literally coming alive in me as I I hear it. But I I was challenged by it. And, you know, I said this last week, but if, if there's tension in something, it's not the time to run away. It's the time to lean in. Like maybe he's trying, maybe he's trying to show you something else. Maybe he's trying to show you something just a little bit different to just prepare you and prepare your heart for what you're supposed to walk into. And you can't get there by just holding on to yesterday. And every, this is what I believe. This is what I, this is what I know was the word of the Lord to me. So did Abraham. Thank God he was able to hear the whisper when he said, I have a sacrifice. 
We have to be close enough. I think it's kind of the buzzword now to say, do you hear the whisper? I know the Passion Translation Bible is always, do you hear the whisper? But I think it's so relevant because I don't believe that today that the Lord is shouting as much as he is whispering. Because he wants those that are that close to him, that are walking and that they hear the whisper of Holy Spirit that just says, just, just turn your affection. Don't be so caught up in what you your ideas of yesterday that you're not willing to shape and mold and move and step into something new. I'm qualifying again, my bad. So we must know, and this thing comes alive in me when I'm listening to, to this song in, in, in there, talking about coming, to, coming alive, and I'm, I'm listening it for myself every week, but I'm, I'm faced with this tension of like, I, a lot of times when songs minister to me, I'm like talking to Jonathan or, you know, and, and I'm, I'm like, you know, what do you think about this? Or he does the same thing towards me or Ben or all of them. And, uh, and this was one that was just hitting me hard really really hard and I was thinking I can never do that because you can't sing come alive in the name of Yeshua come alive in the name of Yeshua it's just always the biggest difficulty for us to add Yeshua instead of Jesus in songs it's really difficult and it was rubbing me wrong because we're talking about the name and I but but I kept struggling with this whole thing I struggled with this idea why can this minister to me and I say, Jesus, or why can this minister to me and it not be theologically correct? And the word to me was because I'm talking about the name. You have a misunderstanding of what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the name. What is the name? First off, I want to say this, because this is how I believe once again. You can believe what you want to believe. I have the blessing and honor of being married to this beautiful woman who, here who is Eastern European. Her family comes from Poland. And one of the things that, that I learned quickly as I, was, uh, as I started to become part of her family was that names actually do translate based on the way that the dialect allows my name in Poland is Marek. I don't have any roles in my name here. And when I went over there and I said, my name's Mark, and they said, Marek. I said, Mark. They said, Marek. Well, my name in Portuguese, or Portuguese, yeah, pretty fancy, isn't it? Is Marekos. It's how they speak. It's Marco or Maricos. And there's actually a language called Cornish, which my name is Marg. <laughs> Don't ever call me that one, okay? Eva's maiden name is Lewandowski. However, it's actually Lewandowski. And and the name Alexander is a German name, and we say it the same way in English, but in Finnish they actually say Isakar. Completely different. And we know this, this is going to be a complete history lesson, you know this whole thing, but the New Testament was written in Greek 50 to 150 A.D., and at the time Alexander the Great had more more Jews in his kingdom than did Jerusalem and to reach a broader audience they used an Aramaic source text in order to write the stories of Jesus Yeshua and the New Testament specifically the Gospels <laughs> when they wrote it they didn't have trouble saying J or Y they had trouble saying shh. So they translated the closest thing that they knew, which was Yeshua or Joshua, into what means the same thing, but is Aesus. Later, biblical scholars added the J to Jesus, and we came to the English form of Yeshua, which is Jesus. My point in this is not to change your mind. My point in this is to change the way that we think because I believe that this house is meant to be a hub of hope 
of presence, of his glory. And if we're so caught up in making dividing lines out of revelation that isn't really founded in complete historical truth, hear me, this is not anything against. I say Yeshua, I love the revelation of Yeshua. I also love and can respect that saying Jesus is not dishonoring, not disrespectful, and not ignorant. We okay so far? But I don't believe it's about any of that. I don't believe he's even talking about his name because I want to I want to throw a news flash at you. First off, you're not Hebrew. Secondly, neither is he. Yeshua Jesus is spirit. He's been elevated to a completely different place. He is not American. He's not Jewish. He's not black. He's not white. He's definitely not Republican or Democrat. But the moment when we continue to put up these walls and dividing lines of people, and, and, we, and we say, this is our revelation, either follow it or get out, we miss the nature of Yeshua, which I believe is the most important thing. And actually, I can prove to you that it's actually what he's talking about in this scripture when he says, ask anything in my name and I will do it. He's not saying, get it right, because if you don't use the right name, not going to do it. That's our mistake throughout religion and kingdom religion, as I like to call it is that we think that there's just the the only way to honor it, the only way to do it is that we have to walk this really, really fine line. And if we get off, we've lost our way. And we, we push everybody out of the love of Christ. Dustin and I went to lunch recently. He told me about a book from John Eldridge called The Beautiful Outlaw. And the truth is about, about this and what this book displays is that most of us today would fall more into the category of the Pharisee than we ever would the follower. Because he did not come to just reinforce even the disciples' belief that he would overthrow the government and become the ruler there. They were disappointed when they found out actually he's going to die. And actually they're going to die. Don't get as many amens, but that's okay. Again, I just want to change the way we think. it's It's my goal, it's my role, it's my passion, it's my calling to make sure that we have a people prepared for today and not just yesterday. And I want to prime the pump, so to speak, to for us to being so this way and start to be so much more this way. It's, it's what we're called to do, not what everybody's called to do, but what this house is called to be is a hub. And the only way that that's going to happen is when we start letting go of our yesterday's religion and stepping into the truth and the opportunity of today. The word name is actually, if we're going to get into Hebrew, it's Shem. Shem, the, the, word, the, sh- the word Shem actually uh, goes into, you add a couple more letters or whatever, and they believe that, that breath is the exact same word, the same kind of context and meaning. And breath, in our understanding, is that, you know, you breathe. <sighs> That's the breath in our lungs. But actually, in Hebraic culture and what they believe when he speaks about name, when he speaks about breath, is that inside of a man's breath, inside of his name, is actually his complete and full nature. It's his thoughts, it's his emotions, it's the decisions he would make. It's his emotions. It's every, everything that he is. What's that scripture I had in Job that I gave you guys? Put that up there. Yes. Oh. 
But there is a spirit in man and the breath of the Almighty gives him understanding. Well, breath how we understand it does not give me understanding. But his nature, his likeness, who he is can bring me understanding. That's what that word actually means, which is the same word as name. When it says that he breathed his breath into us, it says that he breathed his name into us, that he breathed his very nature into us. And I have been so about this whole thing lately that he cares more that we know the nature of the person than the name of the person. Let me tell you something else. Yeshua never referred to himself as Yeshua in the Bible or Jesus. It's not like Matthew 3.12 says, what up, I'm Jesus. He, he never did that. But he did refer to himself. It's not like that was not done. I skipped over all my notes, so now I'm going to get to where I actually want to be. I, I, the, I wrote these things down because let me tell you how he referred to himself in the Bible. Always by his nature. It's what, what we look at is the Bible as a standard, or we look at the life of Yeshua as a standard, and we have to see how he does things, how he said things, not what we just believe or we've always believed that this is how it should be. Oftentimes, we, we, we read one scripture, one line, and we put everything into that and make a law out of that without understanding the full nature of the meaning of that whole scripture. And we've got to be willing to be seekers, We've got to be willing to seek ye first the kingdom and his righteousness. We can't just stay stagnant in this mentality that this is what it is. Read it again. Read it again. Read it again. Think again. Let it move you once again. Don't be just settled and this is how it goes. This is how Yeshua actually referred to himself in scripture, when he introduced himself, when he did anything, this is, these are the ones I have, and he has so many more, but it's son, I am, life, bread, the bridegroom, gate, the good shepherd, the light of the word, world, Lord, teacher, Messiah, Christ, vine. To me, all of those are better than Jesus and Yeshua. To me, I believe that Yahweh wants us to acknowledge him as Yahweh, but know him as Abba. Jesus never walked the earth and called him Yahweh. He called him Papa God. He called him Daddy. He called him Father. And then when he told us how to pray, you know what the first words were? Our Father. He gave us that right. He gave us that opportunity. And it doesn't mean that we're just shifting everything. We're throwing out Yahweh and Yeshua. But that's not what we're founded on. We're founded on the nature of him. And I love the revelation of Yahweh. And I love the revelation of Yeshua slash Jesus. I actually just love more than anything that his nature is becoming alive to me. That when I speak and I ask something in his name, it's pretty easy because I'm asking in the nature that's already within me. That whenever I prayed over my mom that night, that, that day I told you about with her, her leg, and I just couldn't come to the place of knowing how I should pray over her, what should I say, and we, we make things so like, uh, like OCD Christians, like OCD weird, like, you know, if I said that, let me qualify, like I just did, this whole weird thing, that's how we speak to God, how I speak to you. We're like, 
I, I understand I did this wrong, but I've forgiven for that because your blood covers it all and we love you and I approach you in honor because you are the king, but you're also my brother and I worship and adore the father, which is Yahweh, that's his real name, or Yahweh, and then your name is Yeshua or, or some say Yahashua or some say Yeshua and some emphasize the Yah in the Shua because that's his original name is the Father's name, and we put all of those things in, and I believe that ultimately what he's saying to us is, shush, you are a child, you are my son, you are my daughter, and you just come open, just come, know that I am Abba. You can call me Papa God, and the reason that you're not seeing some breakthrough and miracle-working transformation is because you're using your Western culture and your Western religious thinking to say that this is what's important. And I'm telling you, that might be somewhat important, but it ain't that important. And if that revelation doesn't lead you to intimacy, that revelation ain't worth nothing. I know that that sounds harsh, but I can tell you what, I believe that Apostle Ball would be rejoicing over this message right now. Not to be set in our ways and just think that's just how it is. But to see a place that is tender to the heart of the Father, that this be the point, that his nature pulse through our veins, that we display him and not us. One of the greatest things about me and married to Eva, other than everything, is this whole thing about I've been exposed to a different culture. When, if you've never traveled overseas, can't do it right now, but if you've never traveled overseas, it's such an amazing thing to do because you realize people don't think like you think. They don't speak like you think, like you speak. They don't eat what you eat. In Brazil, I ate cow tongue, and that was disgusting. It was a mistake. But to them, it's not. Because they weren't raised like you. And guess what? There are people all over the world that are more on fire for the living God. And I know a lot of people, I've seen a lot of people that use the name of Jesus and are some of the most kingdom people, life transforming, changing hearts, changing cultures. And they do it in the name of Jesus, but they're actually not doing it in the name of Jesus. They're doing it in his nature because they never got caught up on the name or the misunderstanding of what the name actually is, that it is his nature, that it is his breath. And I know a lot of people, not a lot, I will not say this, I know a lot of people using Yeshua that are doing the same thing, but I know people using Yeshua that do have that slick back, suit and tie, polished form of disagreement and hate that are so dogmatic about what they believe that they're willing to draw dividing lines and say, if you cross that, we're, we can't walk together. We're done. And I feel like Yeshua is sitting there going, so that line right there, was that me or was that you? Because these people that are doing this have nothing to show for it. So who's ignorant? Who's ignorant? We got to stop with this whole like mentality that it's got to be this way or the highway. I want the one thing. I want the true authentic presence. And if that shrinks us down to nothing, I believe that's okay because from that nothing will come something. I know what we're called to be and I'm not willing to be hung up on yesterday. And I'm going to be tender to when he says, lean into what this song is saying. It's okay. Guess what? Yeshua is the same thing as Jesus. Ouch. It hurts. But it frees me. It frees me to say Yeshua. It frees me to say Jesus. It frees me to find his nature and not get caught up in the dogmatic nature of, of people. We okay here? Good, good, good.
Let's go to uh, Matthew 16. Matthew 16, 13, out of the New King James Version. I gave you 16, 13, right? Okay. No, I mean these guys. You got me, Shiloh. <laughs> yeah, okay, good. So he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? Do you, first off, do you recognize he once again calls himself the Son of Man? He didn't say, Who do men say that I, Jesus, am? He says, who do men say that I, the son of man, am? He refers to himself as the son of man. Then 14 says, so they said, some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. So they respond with a name, a specific, specific name, a specific past reference, a roadmap, so to speak. Something to compare it to. 15 says, he said to them, well, who do you say that I am? Have you ever read this before? I don't know. A time or two. (laughs) He said to them, but who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Does not say you are Yeshua. Or you are Jesus. He says, you're the Christ, son of the living God. 17 says, Jesus answered and said to him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. Thank you. Has not revealed this to you, but my father who is in heaven. So he basically is saying like, the revelation of the Pharisee and all the teaching that you had before, no man came to you and said, this is who he is. No one told you to not use my name, but use my nature. No one told you this, but my father in heaven, his nature has revealed this to you and you actually know my name. My breath, the very person of who I am, not a religious cultural thinking. 18 says, and I also say to you that you are Petra or Peter. You are the rock. He reveals his nature. He reveals Peter's nature to him. He reveals Simon's nature to him. And he says that upon this, I will build my church. And the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. He's, in my opinion, what he's saying here is that this is the light in the darkness. Remember, in him was life, and that life was the light to all men, mankind. That light shined in the darkness. I, I love the idea that it says it shined in the darkness, but the darkness couldn't overcome it or has not overcome it because it implies that there is darkness, but don't worry about it. The light will not overcome it. And that the gates of Hades will never come and prevail against you, prevail against the church. For those that truly carry my nature and my name, I can build my church, my ecclesia, my gathering, my tribe on a people that aren't set in just yesterday, that are better willing to hear today in the nature and the freedom and truth. And if you let that come in and not the spirit of the Pharisee, there's nothing that can come against you. There's nothing that you would have to fear. But he also says to beware of the leaven of the Pharisee. He also says beware of that dogmatic nature that's going to come in and tell you that you can't see it if you don't see it this way. You can't know him if you don't know him this way. And that's cute, that the love of Jesus and all that kind of stuff. That's cute, but you're wrong. And actually, you're wrong if you think that way. Because he would never, the, the, the beautiful outlaw, it's such a beautiful picture. Who would you say he was? And what if he got in your face and he said, my name's not Yeshua. That's not, you got it wrong. It's inaccurate. 
My name's not Jesus. Nope, nope, no, that's, that's inaccurate. Would we be the ones that say, you know what? No, yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, 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 it is. Okay, yes, it is. And he says, no, I'm son. I'm the redeemer. I'm the Messiah. I'm the Christ. I want to come alive in you. And let me just make this statement. You know how I, I think he wants us to know his name more than anything? Alicia, Shiloh, Stone, Joe, Eva, Jonathan, and Tamara, Jeffrey, Benjamin. He wants us to know him so well that we know that it is the Christ in us that's the hope of glory. That he wants his nature to emanate through our very being and how we speak is how he speaks and how we walk is how he walks. That we actually show the light of the world to the world instead of showing them our doctrines. That like... I know it's, it's, it's scary to leave what you might see as foundational. But it's not. That's, <laughs> that's not what it's there for. The foundation's there so you can build the house. So that you can be free to experience new things and say new things and speak out of your spirit. That's what we were. The foundation that was laid here was the Holy Spirit that we can hear the voice of Holy Spirit in our lives, period, period. And I'm going to tell you right now that saying Jesus instead of Yeshua is not like calling me George. It's like calling me Marek or Marekos. That's what that's like. And I just want to make sure that we're focused on the things that are important. And I believe that the revelation of Yeshua is powerful and awesome. Don't, don't, don't think you're just going to hear me I'm, like I'm up here trying to shift all of us to just, y'all better say Jesus. No, that's dogmatic and ridiculous too. I love the revelation of Yeshua. You'll hear me say Yahweh and not just Abba, but you'll hear me pray in the name Abba because I want that revelation. I want my boys, more than I want them to know that he's Yahweh, I want them to know that he's Abba. I really do. And more than I want them to know the name of Yeshua, I want them to know his nature, the very essence of who he is. I want them to know that that's what's within them. Not a name and not a Hebrew. Not some religion. But the living God. So let's go back to John 14 and let's read that again. I'm going to finish up. Understanding the revelation of believing and understanding the meaning in the revelation of what the name is. Now let's read this. Let not, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God You've made a covenant with God. Believe also in me. Make a covenant with me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. That where I am, there you may be also. And where I go, you know, and the way you know. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. And how can we know the way? Listen to this because it's, it's the buildup. Remember, I always tell you, we're so as a culture focused on the end result. We read that last scripture, ask anything in my name and I will do it. And we start declaring in the name of Jesus. And we don't remember of what all he's talking about that led us up to it. The whole context of this entire story is him talking about who he is and that he came to reveal the nature of, of, of Yahweh, of Abba, through himself. Six says, Jesus said to him, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you, have, if you had known me, you would have known my Father also. And from now on, you know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father and it is sufficient for us. And Jesus comes back to me and says, have I been with you so long and yet you have not known me, Philip? 
He who has seen me has also seen the Father. So how can you say, show us the Father? You've already seen him. 10 says, do you not believe that I am the Father, in the, or that I am in the Father and the Father in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does the works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or else believe me for the sake of the works themselves. Most assuredly, 12 says, most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will also do. Believes in what? Making covenant with what? If you are convinced that's making covenant with the name Yeshua or Jesus or Yahashua or Yeshua or Yahshua or whatever else that might be, you've missed what he's talking about. He never says his name. He says, believe, make covenant with me, with my nature, with who I actually am. And from that position and that heart, greater works than these he will do because I go to the Father. And whatever you ask in my, whatever you ask in my, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. And if you ask anything in my, let's replace that this time. Exactly. If you ask anything in my nature, I'll do it. I'll do it because it's as if I asked it. We're coming into a place of completion of he makes us perfect, complete. It's his nature married to our nature that makes the perfect expression of Abba. And again, my purpose this morning has nothing to do with changing your mind. Maybe a little bit, but changing more of just the process in which you got to the result. That you thought through that thing. That you understand that all has not been written. And that this is not, we're not just going to sit up here and look at everything the same way we've always looked at it. You good? Good. All right, let's stand. Pastor Ben, you got anything you want to add to this? You good? You come over here and pray over us. Bless us. Hey, uh, let's go ahead and get the worship team up here as well. If you want to stay and worship, you're welcome to it. You're going to be released completely. Talk whatever you want to do um, through this. But I just want to—I want to hear whatever, whatever you guys do. You need your gratitude again, or whatever you're feeling, Jonathan. Let's lift our hands. Abba, get that phone. Praise God. Somebody. Glory, hallelujah. We thank you for this day. We lean into the nature of what your name is and who you are, Father, today. We know that we have enjoyed the journey to this point, and we're going to continue to enjoy it and enjoy it more and more and more as you continue to reveal your wonder and your nature to us as sons and daughters of you as a family that you that the father in the beginning set in place and we just lean in fully to what you're doing in our lives as sons of you we honor you today we lean in all of us we lean in today to your fullness and your nature of who you are we love you we seek out the treasures that you are giving us to seek today. Let us have a heart to seek after the truth and not just say it because we've heard it before, but seek and ask and not continue until you reveal more of your nature to us. We love you. We love you. We love you. We love you. Amen. And you guys are released. If you want to worship, come up here to the front and, and do that. Doesn't mean that you're, anything's wrong if you don't. <laughs>
I promise I don't mean to be that way. You're released today. I speak blessing over you. I love you. I thank you so much for your faithfulness. Again, I just thank you, everybody that was able to be here this morning. I thank you for your faithfulness to this house and, and trusting in, in, in the Holy Spirit within me and helping me and Eva walk this walk. We're so grateful. We're so grateful for this year. We're so grateful that he's changed some things up and shifted some of our thinking. And really, to me, has this has been the greatest year. I can honestly sit here and say that. Doesn't mean everything was pretty. Doesn't mean everything was perfect. But I can tell you that he's more alive in me today than he's ever been. I can tell you that I have more of a presence pulsing through my veins and in this place and being around you than I've ever had in my entire life. And to me, that is successful. To me, that is the greatest year of my life. To me, that is where I can stand and say that these are the roaring 20s. And the 20s don't stop at 2020. They keep going, and this is just the impetus. It's how we respond in this day that's going to propel us into the days to come. So we just thank you, Father. Thank you, Abba, for this year, and we thank you for all that's coming. I speak blessing over this people. I speak joy over this this people. I speak understanding in the hearts and in, in, in your nature and who you actually are to rise up within them so that our children and their children, and children to come, that generations will one day be able to stand on those that came before them and speak the words of life that Holy Spirit has given to them, not based on what we said today. Amen? Amen. Love you guys. Thank you for listening. For more information on The Rock of Bay County, please go to therockofbc.org. 